So one of the many things you could say about Jesus is that he does not waste time. In our gospel reading today, we are barely in the first chapter of the gospel of Mark, and Jesus hits the ground running with his public ministry. He hadn't even called all of his apostles yet, and he's already amazing people with his authority and exercising demons. Jesus knows his time is limited and he has no time to waste, and so he hits the ground running. As we see in our gospel reading then, the evil one, and we see it throughout the gospels, the evil one is no match for Jesus whatsoever. I think it's important that we remember that because sometimes we may tend to forget that. Jesus will always have authority over the evil one. But how often we do forget that. In our own battle against our own sins and vices, how often do we call upon the name of Jesus? Too many times I think we try to battle these things alone. and We'll always lose. We need God on our side fighting for us. It reminds me of a few weeks ago at Daily Mass, there was a story of David and Goliath, which I think we're all familiar with. And there's a certain thing that David says before the battle that still resonates with me today. And I think it's pertinent to our gospel reading as well today. David is going to fight Goliath, and he's confident he's going to win, not of some personal arrogance or self-confidence, but he's confident he's win because the Lord is on his side. And he says, quote, for the battle is the Lord's. I think that's important to remember, for the battle is the Lord's. We see it here in our gospel today, lived out presently as Jesus fights battles and wins over the demons. And how many times throughout the gospel does Jesus do that, perform healings, cure, all these things? And in his name, he heals and battles and wins. But there's an important part, a second part to that as well, is that it, the battle is the Lord's, but we have a part in that as well. In the story of again, going back to David and Goliath, the Lord wins the battle, but David must do his part. He must hurl the stone and kill the giant. And we see so many times in the Gospels that those who have healings, they are required to have faith. There is something on their part they must do. And so to battle our own sins, our own vices, the things in our lives, yes, the battle is the Lord's. We need him. we got to have him. We have to do our part as well. Jesus asks us to. It's an important topic because in just a little over two weeks, what Lent is coming up. It'll be here before you know it, Ash Wednesday. And now, I think, is the time when we have this little downtime between Christmas and Lent. Now is the time to consider how you will experience your Lent. Will you have a particular Lenten practice or sacrifice you want to do? I think it's kind of the common thing that we do. We give up something for Lent, right? Well, I urge you to start thinking, if you haven't, start thinking about that now. Please don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait till Ash Wednesday or the day before. Start thinking, discerning, and praying about that now. I know Father Charlie has talked about this, but I believe it bears repeating because it is important. Don't give up something just for the sake of giving up something. 
we give up something, we change something in our lives. We do this as a way of drawing closer to God. Giving up chocolate just because you think you need to give up chocolate, that doesn't really serve the purpose of a Lenten sacrifice. For example, you give up TV for Lent. Okay, that's, that's good. But then what do you do with the time that you give up for TV? What do you replace that time with? Do you spend that time then instead on the phone or on social media instead of watching TV and think you're doing something good? If so, then what have you gained by that sacrifice? Or maybe you take that time that you would use binging your favorite shows and you spend that time in prayer or in adoration or reading the Bible or in some ministry in our parish. Now this is the proper way to do a Lenten sacrifice. As I mentioned, you have a little bit of time to think about this, to pray about it. Instead of that 30 minutes on the phone every evening, maybe you spend that 30 minutes in prayer instead. Or take it one step further, let me challenge you, let me push you a little bit. Maybe you stay your phone off completely during Lent, except for calls and texts. That one might be tough for a lot of you. But we have men and women in Exodus 90 and in Fiat 90 who are doing it now for 90 days. I think you can handle 40 days. You know, every year, speaking of which, every year I hear men tell me that they're not sure they can handle Exodus 90. Exodus 90 is this 90-day program of prayer, asceticisms, and fraternity. And the asceticisms, or the, the, the sacrifices they make, are pretty, pretty tough on Exodus 90, and Fiat 90 as well for the women. But I always find men who's like, I don't know if I can do it. That's, that sounds hard. And I was the same way the first year I did it. But I find it's those men who are unsure if they can do it, and then they go ahead and do it, that get the most out of those Exodus 90 and the Fiat 90s. Those who have to really challenge themselves, push themselves with God to do it, end up coming out with their lives literally changed. Why? Why is it for those who think it's hard to do, and it is hard to do, come out with better experiences than those who think they can just do it and have no problems with it? Because I think spending those 90 days or these 40 days of Lent, it, they have to really practice the virtue of diligence. Diligence, again, being that drive or effort to accomplish what you committed to, regardless of the circumstances. When you really think about the times you put yourself to do something that you thought was difficult or you didn't want to do, and you persisted and you got it done. There's a sense of accomplishment there. That's diligence. Now, St. Thomas Aquinas, who, by the way, his memorial is today as well, um, St. Thomas Aquinas said that diligence is a twofold virtue. Actually, two parts to it. There's diligence for the worldly things, our jobs, our hobbies, or uh, whatever it is that we're interested in. We want to do them, we want to do them well. And sometimes things are difficult, but we persevere, persistence being a value, a virtue, and we get the job done. That's a worldly diligence. I think we're all familiar with that. We've all experienced that. We know what that is. The other diligence is diligence necessary for salvation. Maybe this one's a little bit tougher for us to get our arms around. 
These are what we would do with Lenten practices, with things like Exodus 90, Fiat 90, all these fasting, prayer, all these things we do that are necessary for our salvation, we do to help ensure us, to draw us closer to God. When we push ourselves through the efforts and keep doing them despite the circumstances, that's this what I call heavenly diligence. The difference between the two, the worldly diligence does not require or need grace. The diligence for salvation requires grace. We need grace. We receive that through the sacraments. We receive that from God in our daily lives. So we tend to focus on this diligence of worldly things over the diligence of salvation. But that is a misaligned priority because worldly things will one day go away. And all that's left is Jesus Christ. And so we need to take time and focus more on this diligence of salvation. And this Lent, this Lenten season, is the perfect opportunity to set your priorities straight, to do our due diligence in the matters of salvation. Or St. Paul tells us in his second reading, adherence to the Lord without distraction. That's diligence of salvation, adherence to the Lord without distraction. And our world is full of distractions. To be able to do that is a heavenly accomplishment. And remember, we don't do it alone. We do it with our Lord. So if you come up with an idea for Lent, a practice or a sacrifice you want to take, and you think to yourself, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. That sounds hard. That may be a sign from the Holy Spirit that you should do it. I encourage you, I challenge you this Lent to push yourself a little bit. Because again, remember, you don't do it alone. Jesus has the power and Jesus has the authority to make it happen. If we give it over all to him, and do our part, but give him the battle, then we can succeed. We can draw closer to God, build and grow in our diligence for salvation. We just need to say yes to God and be diligent.